The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Talk of the Tune, a football podcast. My name's Will Blake, and as usual, I'm joined by my good pals and co-hosts, Hodge and Gray. Hello, boys. Hello. Oi, oi. Right, straight into it. COVID United 2, West Bromwich Albion 1. <laughs> Get in. Get in. We're back after an extended period off. I think the Aston Villa game being postponed due to coronavirus has uh, put us out of kilter a little bit. We join you on the back of two magnificent wins. Can you believe it? Back-to-back wins in the Premiership. First, we we slay Crystal Palace 2-0. Joe Linton popping up with a goal. Callum Wilson popping up with the other. And then we move swiftly on to dispatch West Bromwich Albion 2-1 at the weekend. What are our thoughts on the matches that we've missed so far? I'm just going to put it out there straight away because I think you guys and listeners probably know I'm a backer of Joe Linton and it's actually oh. good to see him... Uh, See him have a couple of good games back-to-back. The goal and assist in Crystal Palace and his assist for Miggy's goal against West Brom. I thought the, the vision in that assist in the first 20 seconds was was great because he, oh, yeah, he, he, he had three West Brom players and he played an inch-perfect pass for me to go one-on-one. Great couple of results. I think on paper, teams we should be beating and teams which we have done. And with a depleted squad at West Brom, I thought we actually looked fairly organised at the back and thought Hayden had a great game at centre-back. He did. He definitely did. And I'm uh, I'm pleased you've started us off with that Joe Linton assist because that was a, a bit of Brazilian magic that it was at the, like the outside of his foot, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Makes it find its way through to Almiron 1-0. I think it was in 19 seconds, was it? it can't remember goal. scoring a quicker goal than that. It's our second fastest goal in the Premier League. It's the, the fastest of the season. So the, far, fast, yeah. the fastest goal that Newcastle have scored was Shearer in 10 seconds. Yeah, oh, they, uh, they showed that on Match of the Day and if VAR was about now it would have been ruled out for half. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think it was yeah, Ian Wright was having a bit of crack with, uh, with Shearer there about, uh, about his massive handball. <laughs> and was it, they, they called it uh, the hand of plod. which Shearer certainly wasn't impressed by oh god I love the relationship between Ian Wright and Alan Shearer honestly those two are absolutely crack up but yeah we um, as is the case usually with Newcastle we had a bit of a flap Jamal Lewis won't want to be looking back at his marking or his defending when the ball comes in I think his name's Darnell Furlong just pops up out of nowhere with by the way a nice tasty finish Um, but yeah Lewis Lewis was kind of Ball watching there, wasn't he? I know, Gray, you're you're a bit of a critic of these things and you've probably got an opinion on it, but I thought he was definitely caught out and was made to look a little bit silly there. Missed their goal, unfortunately. <laughs> Move swiftly on then. Hodge, did you see it? No. Nope. Uh, I was playing football, um, but I didn't watch the highlights of it. I've, I've heard kind of mixed reviews because some people were saying that we were in decent control of the game. Some people were saying we were still quite wishy-washy. So I don't really know what to make of it because obviously I only see the highlights and it looks good when we were in possession because obviously it was a good <laughs> yeah. highlight. I think that's um, usually what uh, Chris Sutton sees as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Um, he just sees um, Bruce with love hearts floating around his face. Um, yeah, but I think what we've kind of had 
in the last two games as we have definitely shown a lot more improvement in terms of holding the ball and getting it down and playing with it. We are still 100%. going through a couple of tough patches. I mean, like at the end of the Palace game, it was very arse twitching, I think, for the last uh, 10 minutes before our goal, or two goals rather. And then obviously the West Brom getting something a bit later on in the game and forcing us to, to come up with a winner, I think was interesting. But also, I think it would have been good for neutrals to watch, I think. Yeah, I think one thing that's been fairly consistent in the two wins is that they haven't necessarily been convincing to a point. I mean, I, I remember watching the, the Palace game and it just was not convincing up until we got two quick-fire goals. I think one in the 85th minute and then one in the 87th or whatever. Absolutely chuffed with the result. But we were never really in huge danger against Palace, but we, we certainly didn't look that convincing going forward. I think we made a couple of changes, a couple of tweaks that, that changed that game. But I'm absolutely loving 4-4-2 at the minute. Great. I've got a couple of points, one of which was about Jamal Lascelles. And do you think him being injured, obviously for the past couple of games, has helped us almost defensively? Because I felt that we've been a lot more comfortable on the ball. And he's been the key player who's missing. You can say once is luck, two times... I think Gray's just bringing it up so he can tell us that he told us so. You, uh, I'll give you, yeah, I'll give it to you. You're consistent. You did say that. And I think really it's kind of maybe on display a bit more now. We've had a bit of a makeshift defence in the wake of the injury and obviously COVID. Obviously Hayden slipped back into centre-back last match. I think Kieran Clark coming back into the fold as well has been very good for us. Very, very steady. Obviously Fede Fernandez has had coronavirus. It's just a bit of a shake-up and I don't know whether it's opposition not knowing what to do whether it's just defenders making the most of the opportunity that they get in those positions but you touched on something that's a bit more poignant now I hadn't thought about before you said it but I think it could be a good point Hodge I think it's kind of situational dependent on him obviously he's a very good centre-back he's strong he's good in the air not the best at playing the ball he won't get it down and kind of pass it out you'll maybe just try and get rid of him play it kind of safe like that and I think to have that against maybe he's a Man City or Liverpool, where we're just going to sit back, I think that's okay. But when we're coming up against teams where we really should be beating them, like Palace, like West Brom, I think having a bit more fluidity at the back and having possession in your own, having it in your control from the start of your possessional play from playing out the back is a lot better than trying to scrap and grab something. Just and lump it up. You know what I mean? So I think, I think yes, in terms of the last two results, I think it's been good and it's been the right tactical call, whether it's been forced on Bruce by COVID, or if it's something that you would have thought about anyway, whatever it is, it has worked. Having Lascelles back against teams like the Man Cities and stuff like that, I think will definitely be a, a, a solid point. Like, Yeah, mm. I think his uh, leadership also is very much needed in those big yes. games. That certainly shone through in the season we were unfortunately relegated, didn't it? But Yeah, that was needs must though, wasn't it? He was the one to kind of put his head above the parapet and, and you know, put a stake in the ground and take charge of that team. I have got a quick question though. You mentioned before we were saying that we haven't had our full potential in games. Is that a good thing for us right now to have that? Being like, oh, we're winning games where we're not actually playing very good. Do we have enough potential to really smash teams out the park or are we getting held back by tactics and etc.? I mean, we know Stevie Bruce is by no means a tactical genius. I think we've been fortunate that we've come up against the Palaces and the West Broms and we've been a little bit weaker. I mean, I saw the lineup against West Brom. I was like, Jesus Christ. Kraft's back in the team. Hayden's having to go back into centre defence. Uh, Richie's back in the fold. I'm actually quite happy that Matt Richie's back in the team. I'm a big fan. We know, you know what you're going to get from him. A wicked left foot and 110% every single, every single match. I don't know, actually. I can't really put a finger on it. I really want to hate, well, not the team, but the manager at the minute. But 
it's hard to on the back of two two wins, isn't it? I'm conflicted. I think just to challenge, I think pundits always say it's a sign of a good team when they're playing badly and pick up results. I've not yet heard that mentioned about Newcastle, however, listening to certain pundits. But I think it does give us, it gives me a sense, of, well, certainly a lot of positivity in the fact that if we can scrap results playing let's be real, shocking football. Like if you can even call it, <laughs> if you can even call it football at times. And we can still scrap wins. And they're not just one nil wins. We are it is, yeah, there's one goal in it, but we are managing to score more than one goal in a game, which I think is also a big, big plus. And I think a lot of that down is <clears throat> down to Callum Wilson's form and also Jolinton and Miggy kind of also up in the game over the past couple of weeks as well. Yeah, I think you're right. It's it's great having Miggy back in the team. I think there was absolute uproar. We thought there was maybe a problem between Bruce and, and Miggy for a while. I think circumstances have allowed Miggy back in the team for an extended period of time, and he's really taken advantage of that time in the team. Uh, very happy with his performances so far. You also touch on Wilson. We all know what we're going to get with Wilson. He's an absolutely class striker. He's Premier League level, exactly what we've been needing for years. He brings people into the game as well. We saw that against Palace when he brought Joe Linton into the game. Same again. They're forming quite a nice little partnership up front there, which I'm very, very happy with. Maybe after all this time and all this grief, we've found the right option for Joe Linton. Do you think that is now his number one position? That's the best position in the team and where he should be playing? I'm a strong believer of if a player is playing well, you don't move him. We found that out when uh, Bruce decided to play ASM in that kind of oh, yeah. inside forward number number 10 role and that just didn't pay off for him. While Joe Linton's been up, up top, he's played that number nine role, he's played out wide on the left and he is now playing that that effectively that number 10 role and I think it is uh, it's suiting him really well. Yeah, very, very happy uh, with the past two, bef- well, the results, not so much the full 90 minutes. Um, Just before we move I'll- on, to say one thing, all three of us, I think, whether we've mentioned on the podcast before or not, were calling for Murphy's head and uh, the fact that he should not be playing. But God. I think we've just got to appreciate the quality of that cross he put in. I think it was his second or third touch of a ball after he came on. That ball was was insane. To be honest, whipped in at pace, straight onto Gail's head, and Gail's never going to miss a chance like that. It, it was very pinpoint. It was that. pinpoint. It's very David Beckham-esque, that, that pass. Yeah, it was right on the money. And great to see Gail Force 9 back in the team, putting it away against his old, his old stomping ground, West Brom. But yeah, very, very right to do so, to give credit where it's deserved. I think it... A couple of past performances maybe are not ruled out by one great assist, but watch this space, I guess. I definitely prefer other players starting at right back than him, namely our three right backs. So it's good to see DeAndre Edlin coming back into the team. But yeah, I think that experiment, he might be more suited to that impact sub coming on for Almiron or coming in that right wing or for that last 20 minutes or so, but starting at right back. He's not a Premier League level right back, is he? It's not even a right back. Far from it. Yeah, good good to point that out and enjoyed watching those goals. Right, moving on then. Next opponents, Leeds United. Dirty Leeds. We all hate Leeds. We talked to Darren later on from LS11 podcast and we get his thoughts ahead of the game. How do you boys think that we will line up against Leeds on Wednesday? Depends who's COVID-free and ready, (laughs) isn't it? Depends if it spreads like wildfire through the camp. We'll probably be seeing some uh, under-23s come through. (laughs) Well, it looks like the the light is maybe at the end of the tunnel now. I think Freddie Fernandez is one of those suffering 
with with COVID or, or had to quarantine. And he's been back in the training ground with the rest of the team today. Obviously, a few players starting to come back into the fold. Who do we think is going to be out? I think Jamal Lascelles is probably still a doubt, isn't he? What's the crack with ASM? I've seen he's been on Twitter, but I don't know what stage he's at. In terms of how we're going to line up, I'd be surprised if uh, Bruce changes a lot. If anything, Hayden may be the one to miss out for someone like Fernandez, just bringing in obviously a, a natural centre half. Although I think Hayden had a had a class game and at least deserves to keep his place on the pitch. Uh, we are all big fans of Hayden. And well, yes, we say no, we say no big changes, but there were a couple of big changes even from the Palace game moving into the West Brom game. So if we look at the lineup against Palace and the switches out, so for West Brom. Hayden came in for Fernandez, Kraft has come in for Mankio, and then Matt Ritchie has come in for Jeff Hendrick. I think definitely keep Ritchie in the team, if anything, just for the set pieces and that left foot of his. I think, yeah, that's probably going to be the big question mark, whether Freddie Fernandez comes back into the side or whether we stick with Hayden. You take the game on the face of it and say, yeah, he's had a good game, but you want to kind of put it back in more capable hands at centre half if we've got one available and then there's that question mark around right back is it Mankio is it Kraft or is it now Yedlin yeah I think uh, right back was definitely what I was going to touch on as well and I think it's going to be a, a key position against Leeds we've, we've seen great football from them and they're very quick they're good at just pinging those little little passes around especially in our half so I think Having a solid defence is going to be key. And I think, yeah, right back, I think we could be in danger of being exposed, similar to how we were down the left at Brighton. Gun against your head, who's playing at right back? Who's your choice, Gray? For me, I still feel right back is that one position we're not strong at at all. I, I, I'm a fan of Yedlin. I think his pace gets him out of a lot of issues defensively and is a real asset going forward. And I feel the fact that he's missed out to to craft it's a little harsh and then Mankio to come from nowhere I think he played, he's played well he's been solid yeah again I just think if we are going to move to that next level I think we need a, a quality right back in the squad yeah I can't believe we're there. spending so much time talking about a right back uh Hodge let's flip it over to you who's starting at right back for you providing we've got people like Murphy Mankio Kraft and Yedlin all fit in my mind need somebody I think against this Leeds team to be solid in all areas so I'm going to have to go with Mankio even though I think it would be nice to have the pace of Yedlin on there because it could be quite an open game if we actually can get into it and get a bit of flow to it which it would be good having him but I think in the overall circumstance against Leeds who are a team that press a lot and they have bundles of energy I think we need somebody who is actually going to have a good solid game behind him so I'll go Mankio. All right so that's one vote Mankio, one vote Yedlin uh, it wouldn't be the talk of the tune podcast if we all didn't go for completely different choices. Don't say Murphy. Don't so, say Murphy. Don't say Murphy. Oh, I'm not going to say Murphy. <laughs> Do yeah. Don't you worry about that. Kind of uh, illegitimize the argument I made a bit earlier in the recording. Uh, no, I think actually out of the blue, Emil Kraft, when he's been in the team, has actually done quite well. The result didn't go our way, but he was the cause of the goal when we played Man United. He does have that ability to bomb it down the right-hand side, but he's also quite a big lad and he is used to playing at centre-half, so you know he's more defensively minded. Yeah, he's still got a bit of pace behind him. He's not as quick as Yedlin or Murphy, uh, but Mankio's not the quickest in you know in the Premier League, so my vote's probably for Emil Kraft, actually. I think we all know what Bruce is going to do, though, and unfortunately, I think it will be Murphy at right-back. So Max the man at right-back, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get him in the team somehow. <laughs> but yeah, that's interesting. It, uh, I mean, 
Is it interesting? It's a right back. But there you go. It's something to talk about. Uh, Gray, let's bring a bit of life back into the room, shall we? And move straight on to Gray's greatest. Where's my jingle? Here it is. I'm never going to get sick Never gets old, does it? Right, Gray, take it away. Do you want to tell the listeners what you're going to do? And then we'll move straight into it. Absolutely. So I've got five clues. I was just counting them there. So So I've tried to make this one more difficult because somehow Will has the habit of somehow guessing them. And clues, I think, (laughs) are quite tough. I'll take that as a compliment. So, So yeah, I've got five clues. If you get this on the first one, I'm going to I'm going to retire from. <laughs> is, is it? Is it? Can we have like a clue for like? Is it a Newcastle player or a Leeds player or is that out of bounds? Uh, I think considering we've not done this, the Leeds fan that should be a clue in itself. Okay, great. Well, I'll try and not do what I did on our failed Aston Villa recording and send it to our group text. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure to send it to you directly this time, Gray. But yeah, take it away with clue number one. Cool. So, at the age of 15, I completed a 50-mile run with two friends. I attribute this feat to never hitting a psychological brick wall again with regards to running, which is a key component to my playing style. It's a long, clear up front. So, at the age of 50, you ran 50 miles? 15. Sorry. Oh, it's not that far. 50 miles is almost a double marathon. I thought you said 50. Oh, at the age of 15. Sorry, I've got it the wrong way around. Got you, yeah. got you. Now I've got you, I've got you, I've got you. Ooh. Mm, so he's an absolute engine then. I've sent mine. So have I. No, Hodge, it is not Melner. And Will also went Melner. Uh, do, 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 do you not remember we had him? Uh, oh, it was an Aston Villa recording, didn't we? It was a Villa one, yeah. Yeah, but still, you might have been bluffing. Yeah. Okay, well, I just think I just thought because he's such it's a just, unit, yeah, he's, he's just he, a fitness freak, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. He's still going so well now. He's just a natural sportsman. Anyway, sorry, he, he is an engine, but I think this this one might uh, might give you more of a clue. My first so. my first big contract was for fifty pound a week, which I negotiated an extra fiver a week off then manager Bill Shankly. It wasn't at Newcastle. Oh right, I was going to say. It was Liverpool. I'll give you that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Bill Shankly. Um... Imagine being a professional footballer earning £50 a week now. You'd get laughed at. Mad, yeah. So, presumably, this was like his first professional contract. It was his second professional contract, but he Ooh. it was his first big contract in terms of, like, big club. Fuck's sake, Hodgie. Oh, we've got, got it. it. Yeah, I just got it. <laughs> Come on. I was just playing in the right ballpark, as in time scale, and then mentioned yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't want to give Liverpool away, but. You shouldn't have said that. I don't, nah. I don't know if I would have got that. I'd, I, I had someone else in my mind until you said uh, Liverpool. Okay, bear with me. Oh. 50 quid a week though that's mad yeah, isn't it 50 quid a week I mean I'd take that to play for Newcastle 50, I'd I, just, I just had to send an answer I don't think it's uh, it's not Ian Rush no for fuck's sake so, so well, I've just got it and I haven't yeah, I've just, just got it <laughs> <clears throat> no. 
Clue three. I was named European Player of the Year for consecutive years while playing at Hamburger SV. Gotta get it. <clears throat> oh, are you serious? Are you fucking serious? Oh my god. Well, yeah. I know who it is now, but I just wanted to shout it out there. <laughs> yeah, well, it's got it. <laughs> of course it is. For the, but for the listeners at home, do you want to finish off your clues? I can. As a manager, I won promotion with Newcastle United, Fulham and Man City in my first seasons in charge of these clubs. Oh, interesting. That's a good fact. That's a very good fact. And the last clue is, I've had three spells at Newcastle, the club my dad was a huge supporter of, and would regularly tell stories about Jackie Milman and Huey Gallagher. Legends. This guy's a legend in himself, isn't he? Yeah, right, too right. Didn't realise he was so impactful. Like, from the get-go. Yeah, I mean, his his goal-scoring record is is out of this world, really. Um, yeah, and when you say when I hear it now, like he was an absolute unit as well. He was a he was a total engine. Oh yeah, yeah. Ran around, around, didn't he? Just uh, just reading up on him. Uh, so we might as well give it away, and then we can talk about yeah, it a little bit more. Uh, so it is Kevin Keegan. Well done for uh, for Hodge getting that. I've named well, stunt well, King Kevin Keegan. Remember that guy well, who outside of St. James's on Sky Sports News? Oh, God. I've named him King Kevin Keegan, right? Well, it would be more awkward if he'd named his daughter King Kevin Keegan. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, be. that's good. In hindsight, I'm annoyed I didn't get that on the second one, but only one point in it. So, uh, yeah, so anyway. just a couple, couple facts about Keegan. He, uh, he played 78 games for Newcastle and scored 48 goals, which isn't a bad return. Uh, but, but one thing which uh, I read about him, which kind of surprised me a little bit, was he sounds like he was one of the pioneers for fitness training in the professional game. Like apparently, he and a couple of his teammates used to do lots of like farmers carries up and down the stadiums to build up like leg strength, and then was always pushing like running drills and that sort of thing. So I thought this was quite interesting. An absolute unit. Thanks for that, Gray. And and I'll tell you honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Right. Bit of excitement for you, as usual. Who dares Wills coming back at you? I hope you boys are ready. For those of you that don't know who dares Wills, basically I've got a list of things. They tend to be football players. Funny that on a football podcast. Um, and the two boys, and the two boys have to stake a claim. They have to tell me how many answers they think they're going to get, and then it's a game of one-upmanship, really. So Hodge could say I'll get four of the answers. Gray could say I get five. Hodge could say seven. Gray could say right off you go. Let's hear your seven. I think we all get it by now, but for those of you that are just joining us, hopefully that helps. You'll pick it up as we go along. Uh, anyway, this week's Who Dares Wills. It'll come as no surprise to you. We're playing Leeds on Wednesday. It's ex-Newcastle United and Leeds United footballers. Uh, I've got a list of players here. Yeah, it's not necessarily the, the exhausted list, but just by <laughs> having a having a quick squiz, I've got to 22 players. 22? That's just a quick look. So 22. So really, we should be going quite high here. Boys. Oh, uh, Who went first last time? Uh, I think it was me, yeah. Because this All is right, the then. F- f- is this the fourth one now? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, well, that means by default, ladies go first. Gray, how many players do you think you can get? Ex Newcastle United and Leeds United footballers. Let's go, big boy. Ten. Ten. Way. Nice. That's what I like uh, to hear. Uh, you, is he going to hold his bottle? That's I was. Thing. I was going to go eight. So I'm surprised at 10. Like, I don't know if I could go any higher than that. Gray knows his leads, though. I swear to God. 11. Oh. It's 
what we like to hear. Craig, back to you. I would say, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can, I can almost hear Hodge frantically writing down answers as we go yep, here. I am. I'll go twelve. Do it. Oh, oh, yeah. Right, twelve players, Gray. We need for you to win the points this week. Over to you. So you can start with Jonathan Woodgate. Yeah, of course it's right. We all know it's right, yeah. yeah. Mark Viduka. Mark Viduka, yes, of course. Ka-ding! Alan Smith. Oh, Alan Smith. Ka-ding! Correct. James Milner. James Milner. Ka-ding! Correct. Cooking on gas now, man. Um, I don't recognise um, what position to play. He's <laughs> a quality player. <laughs> Gary Speed. Speedo, rest in peace, absolute legend. Yep. Ding. Um, One more to take you to halfway, Gray. David, oh, halfway, Gray. David Batty. Ooh, this would be so embarrassing. Ding. Yeah, he did. Good shout. Um, struggling with that. I uh, might have bitten off more than you can chew here. Right, you're halfway there. Six out of twelve so far. Um, I've only got again? nine written down. I've got three that you haven't said. Uh, there's some big players as well. It's annoying me. I had like we met one of them. Oh yeah, Vernon and Nita. Oh sorry, sorry, Hodge. Oh, you fucking giving me that easy ass clue there, man. Sorry, Adam had to. It was it was killing me. Uh, is there anyone currently in the squad? Pass. Not sure. I wouldn't want it. Um, this is scintillating listening, isn't it? I know, isn't it? It's, it's, it's tough. Sorry, I, I'm struggling. I've I just kind of drawn a blank. I was having a good roll, and I had loads in my head, but they just like all disappeared. Disappears. Um. It's so hard not to give you clues. Yeah, I really want to give you clues as well. Yes, seven out of twelve so far, Gray. Oh, You're over God. the hump. Five more to get. Round one. I'm gonna have to push you. Honestly, I'm really struggling. Why did I say twelve? <laughs> <laughs> you got baited in. Will's pushed you to it. Ah, oh, totally baited the in there. I knew exactly what I was doing as well. Um, oh, Gray. Um, uh, uh, um, How long is this podcast oh. going to be? <laughs> <laughs> is Andy O'Brien play for Leeds? Yes. Ka-ding. Yes, he did. It's nice. a bit left field, that one, Gray. I was just thinking of back in the day, and I've got another one, but I don't think he did. Um, oh, well, this is what no, we're no, all no, no, here for. He played for Tottenham, so it's not him. I was Who just picturing uh, Stephen Carr. I'm just picturing people in white white strips good to avoid that one yes um I think that's it if you envision people in white strips as like in the strips it's good but it's like it can like fuck you sometimes two thirds of the way there I'm thinking a goalkeeper go on then but I don't think there was one like <laughs> I don't think it's only did like you have to call time at the bar here Grey no I know he didn't I know he didn't Lee Boyer. Oh, well. 
Correct. Did I say Lee Boyer? No, you said no, you didn't say Lee Boyer. Oh, I thought I said Lee Boyer. Rob Elliott? No, you didn't. Correct. Rob Elliott, yeah. And that's it for me. All right. So collectively, we've got up to 10. Um, oh, fantastic. 10, yeah, out of the two of you. That's great. I'm, I'm sure there'll be some listeners at home there'll pulling be some their hair out. I don't have a clue, though, man. Like, all the listeners. No ah, they will, but... Ah, there will be. There's still a few on there you could have got. Uh, Lee Bowie, obviously, you got that just at the end there. Stephen Caldwell, uh, Didier Domi, the Frenchman, uh, Amdi Fay. Oh, Amdi Fay. Christ. Yeah. Then there's some, yeah, there are some older players in there. Scott Sellers, um, John Hendry, Michael Bridges, Ian Baird, Peter Haddock, um, Ian Bennett, Darren Huckabee. Oh, Darren Huckabee. Christ, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andros Townsend. Played at Leeds. Played at Leeds. Yeah, he did. Alan Thompson is also in there. And then the 22, just to round off the 22 that I had, of course, there may be more. There may, there, I mean, there probably are more. I had Danny Rose. Danny oh, Rose, Leeds hey, boy. Yeah. 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 Well, there you go. That rounds up this week's Who Dares Wills. Another failure. But the Tricky. points go to Hodgie. Tricky, that, like, yeah. quite hard. Like, Andy Fee got to think hard about that. Danny Rose should immediately come to your mind. They're not, they're not Leeds or Newcastle legends, are they really? So nah, nah. they're harder to get. Anyway, well done, Hodge. You take the points. Grey. Well done, Hodge. You did nothing. <laughs> you got I played Neither poker, you, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Hodge walks away with the points this week. Right, well, that's probably a good time to take us straight into this week's opposition preview. And away we go. Could have been worse, I could have been born a Magum. Alrighty then, if you didn't know already, our next opponents will be Leeds United. Leeds currently sit 14th in the table with the tune up to 12th after that magnificent victory against West Brom at the weekend. For this week's opposition review, we're absolutely delighted to be joined by Darren from LS11. Hello, Darren. Hello, how are you doing? All right. Yeah, all the better for speaking to you. Thanks very, very much for joining us. We've got Hodge here as well. Hello, Hodgie. Hey, oi, oi. I think Gray's having a bit of technical difficulties. Natural first question. You sit 14th in the table. What are your thoughts on performances, results so far? Are you happy with 14th? Oh, I, I think most Leeds fans would be <laughs> happier than anywhere that's not a relegation position during this first season back in the Premier League. Um, so I think... It's it's been a fun start to the season, really. I think you know they've had some. They've gone into it exactly how you'd want them to go into it, going hell for leather, um, not really caring who they're playing, uh, and uh, absolutely going for it. So I think Leeds fans are one gutted that they can't see their team in the flesh, and hopefully that changes soon. But I think secondly is they've been sort of really sort of quite proud of how the, the the team have sort of fronted up against, you know, some some of the big boys. And, you know, there's been some, you know, some disappointing results, but there's also been some amazing results. So I think overall, I think Leeds fans are, you know, pretty happy with uh, with how their team's doing. And as long as it continues like that and they finish maybe in that position by the end of the season, then, you know, jobs are good. And- well, I was just going to say, at this stage of the season, 14th place, would are there any hands being chopped off for that or...? Uh, now you've got a few results under your belt or there are a few results under the belt for Leeds. 
Are there aspirations to, to climb higher? I mean, there always are, but realistically, what are expectations? I think if you offered Leeds fans 14th at the end of the season, they would chop your hand off for it. Because, um, <laughs> okay. uh, you know, it's all about staying in the Premier League. Yes, you know, Leeds have, in the past have been, you know, really successful in the Premier League and, you know, qualifying for Champions League and, and that sort of thing. But that's a long time ago now. That's 16 years ago. So just staying in the Premier League, that's job number one. And, it's a you know it's the toughest league i think it's you know it's not as tough sort of uh physically as uh the championship probably is because you're not playing mm-hmm. tuesday saturday tuesday saturday so there's an element of uh you know it's a slightly less strain on the squad but you know the quality of the, the opposition is obviously a lot lot higher and yeah. i think uh that you know leads knew that going into it they're going to lose some and they'll lose some big but they'll win some and it's just you know can they pick up enough points just to stick in there for next season yeah i think it's a really good point we definitely can relate to the rigors of the championship hodgy i think you've got a question yeah kind of on the flip side of looking at your past form going forward it's really hard to kind of say who you should really be taking points off and who not had a real good game against liverpool at the opening game of the season you've got a point off city which i think is quite a good result and you've taken Arsenal to a nil-nil draw. Um, you, I think you were quite unfortunate against Chelsea. I thought you played okay. It's just they're obviously a very good team. But you've got, obviously, Newcastle, Man United coming up. Then you've got Spurs not too far in the distant future. What's ideal for you out of the next five games, points-wise? Whew, next five games, crumbs. I, 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 I tend to only look uh, probably about two or three games ahead. So five oh, okay, games. Okay, do that. Do three. <laughs> well, let's have a look. You know, uh, Newcastle, Man United, Burnley, yeah. um, just after uh, Christmas. Um, well, Man United, that's that's three points nailed on, isn't it? Really. Let's, let's, uh, <laughs> um, Burnley had a, a a lucky win against Arsenal. There's another three points there. Um, I, you know, I think previously, when if you looked at that little run, and you mentioned the Chelsea game, um, and you know, we got what sort of uh, four points out of three games, but it was Arsenal, Chelsea, and Everton. That's a great result, I think, for a team that's just got into the the Premier League. So, I think over the next three games, if you can get anywhere between four and six points over the next three games, then you've got to think that that's all right. Um, you know, they're not going to be winning every single game. They're going to get, you know, one of those Crystal Palace performances is going to come to the fore at some point. You know, we've seen that. You know, Leeds do seem to be a little bit lacking at set pieces. Defending in uh, normal play seems to be okay, but soon as set pieces come along, they just seem to forget what they're doing. Um, so, you know, they're, they're beatable, but they will score goals as well. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So, it's uh, yeah, it's it's exciting, I think, for, for Leeds fans. So, But if we can get for, over the next three games, if you can get four to six points, I think they've got to be pretty happy about that. And I think your players have definitely got the fitness behind them as well to really do challenge people. Bale is quite a high press kind of guy, like wants to play at the opposition's feet rather than just let them sit back and and take time over things. Yeah, that high press and everybody talked about in the championship, the Bielsa burnout because he gets his players unbelievably fit. Um, and it's it's to the minutiae of detail how he does it as well on the training ground. Um, it's sort of, you know, well talked about now, the sort of like the, the training techniques he's got when he plays things like murder ball, um, which is like this high intensity um, uh, football game uh, that he's been playing. But he's done that in every team that he's been at. And, you know, the Bielsa burnout, 
even though it probably did happen in that first season, I think, for uh, Bielsa at Leeds. Um, and you certainly saw it at the end of it. I don't think this really going to be a... Uh, a factor uh, this season, but it's it's really really high pace, and you know th- they absolutely just come at you right from the word go. Um, so, and I think the, the the problem that Leeds have had in the past is that they've had massive amounts of possession, loads of chances, and not scored the goals. But they seem to be scoring a bit more uh, this season. It's uh, lacking in the last uh, few games, but you know they're coming up against really really tough opposition uh, now. Um, so. Uh, it's it's I, th- I think that his style of football is is really attractive and, and maybe you know puts a, a little bit of fear into um the opposition teams and it's sort of like you know how, how can you sort of like set up a team against him some teams seem to have figured Bielsa out some teams haven't um but yeah it's um yeah it's quite quite intriguing at the moment mm-hmm. yeah i think stevie bruce is going to definitely figure out on the day absolute tactical genius <laughs> that he is <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, it's you talk about you know 100% all the time, giving it all, playing murder ball and everything. Goals are one thing you've not necessarily been short of. I think you've probably scored a goal in most games, which leads us nicely onto Patrick Bamford. Mm. So obviously he's had a very good start of the season. There was talks of him maybe getting an England call-up at the same time as Callum Wilson. How pleased are Leeds fans with Patrick Bamford this season? I think quite a lot of going into this season where they hadn't signed another striker, there was a lot of Leeds fans saying, oh my God. Uh, they're going into this season in the Premier League with Patrick Bamford. And Bamford bashing was, uh, you know, was just like a normal sport last year and the year before. But he does, you know, and Bielsa always picks him. He's almost one of the first names on the team sheet because he just does so much more than just score goals. He absolutely runs himself ragged uh, right the way through the whole of the 90 minutes. And, you know, but you do need to have, uh, an end product. And I think most Leeds fans were quite surprised on how he's actually started, uh, this season. I think there's, there's, there's no doubt about that. But, and, but thank God that he has, because I think he's a, he's a really good player that puts in a massive shift for the team. And it's just that end product that you want out of him. And I'm so glad that that has happened for him because, you know, he works so hard for it. You know, maybe he hasn't scored. Um, uh, as many goals maybe recently, but I think, um, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of fans in the last, what did he score? He scored in the Chelsea game, didn't he? Um, which of course he was going to score in the Chelsea game because he, he sort of like started in the <laughs> academy. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's got something to prove in the Northeast after being at Middlesbrough for a little bit. Um, I don't know, but yeah, like, I think most Leeds fans are, surprised on how well he started this season. It's certainly, I've seen a lot less Bamford bashing than we did in previous years. I am surprised that he's actually 27 though. It's You you always think of him as being a little bit of a younger guy just because, yeah. purely because he's been on loan like so many places before. He's been like Burnley, Norwich City, Palace. Obviously he was at Middlesbrough and then moved, made a permanent move I think in 2017 I think it was. He's kind of been a bit of a journeyman in, in terms of like having loads and loads of clubs but I, th- I hope he does settle really well in Leeds and I can see him definitely having a good another three to five years probably at the club and, and definitely pushing on into his 30s as long as you've still got Bielsa and he likes the older, <laughs> the wiser head maybe. Yeah, he's, he's probably the youngest journeyman in football. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, Junior uh, journeyman. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think, you know, he could be there for a, for a while. I think he certainly look a Bielsa favourite. How long does Bielsa stay? You know, he's 
only, I think, signed on until the end of the season, I think. So you, you just don't know. I mean, if uh, a different manager comes in and, you know, doesn't really fancy having Patrick Bamford and his team, is that the end of him? But he's very much a Bielsa player. I think there's no doubt about that. And it's, that's why when he does sort of like sign players, that they don't go straight into the team, even though everybody was sort of like, oh, my God, we signed this Rafinha and obviously no one had ever heard of him until they signed him, and now suddenly they're the massive Rafinha fans. Um, but then um, as soon as, you know, th- then the, he doesn't get played. He doesn't get played, doesn't get played, because Bielsa's really, really quite strict on what he requires a player to be like before he even gives them a chance on the bench. So that's why he's pr- he n- never really tinkers too much with that starting lineup, um, unless there's, you know, injuries that he's got to contend with. You talk about injuries. It'd be interesting to hear what you predict the lineup being. How do you think Leeds are going to line up on Wednesday evening? I don't think there'll be any surprises, really. But if you looked at the lineup that was uh, uh, over the weekend um, in the last game, I don't think it'll be fast amounts different. I know ahead of the Western Ham game, Bielsa, you know, announced um, in, <laughs> in, in the press. He, he used to do that. He did that every week you know, pretty much named his team two or three days before the game. You know, this is going to be the team. He's not going to do it this week because... Um, backfired, well, seemingly. Not, it wasn't really that, that he, he didn't want to do it because it became such a talking point about him doing it. And so he sort of said, well, I, I don't want to do that now because it's just like, I'll, I won't put it out in public because everybody just talks about me putting it out in public as if it's some sort of like mind game. So yeah. I don't think he'll do that now. Um, but I think it will be pretty much. I don't think there'll be vast amounts of changes, uh, really. For, so uh, the, the lineup that you saw against West Ham, I think it will pretty much be the same. Shows great confidence, though, isn't it? If he's like, this is what I think will work. I'll yeah. put it out early enough so you can try and pick holes, but I don't think you will. That's quite a, a ballsy move. I'll never see, I never see Steve Bruce doing that. <laughs> Steve Bruce is shaking like a shitting dog before games. Like he's an hour <laughs> before trying to put the lineup together, like, oh. COVID's getting in the way again. <laughs> Who have I got left? Who have I got left? <laughs> I mean, it potentially bodes quite well for you. It's a very attacking lineup. You've almost played at a, a front five, really, with Rafinha, Rodrigo, Klitsch, Harrison, and Banford. And then you've got Dallas and Alioski that also like to push up. If you hit us early enough, then we, we might be in trouble. But who knows? Stevie Bruce, tactical genius now. You, you never really know anymore. Yeah, I've got, I got a funny feeling that uh, it'll be uh, Steve Bruce, Defend, 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 hit on the break. And, you know, that can work against Leeds, but, you know, it could fall straight into their hands that if Leeds start up quick enough uh, and have enough possession chances initially, they can hurt you really, really quite quickly. Like you say, you know, they've got a really attacking uh, lineup. And, you know, if those wings get in there with Rodrigo and obviously um, Rafinha may play probably maybe on the bench, not 100% sure. Um, Harrison seems to be uh, playing really, really well uh, at the moment. Mm. So um, they've got they've got a lot of options, as you say. The, the the issue that Leeds have got, I think, is not so much on the defending, but they've they've obviously uh, they've got a broken cock at the moment um, <laughs> with uh, Robert Cock out uh, for for the foreseeable future as well. It looks like he's out That's for a nasty one. That yeah, so he looks like he's out for at least a couple of months. Uh, so. Um, I'm not going to see him. Uh, Urente seems to be injured as well. He seems to be injured ever since he's come over to Leeds. Um, so it's sort of very much like a makeshift uh, back four, really, at the moment. But I think 
Um, the one thing I would say is like when you've got someone like Calvin Phillips that sort of like plays in front of that uh, uh, defensive line, he's very much a, you know, defence to attack can turn around really, really quickly. The, the issue that, that Leeds have got, I think, uh, is when you get into sort of like set plays, really, really susceptible uh, to set plays at the moment. Um, and they've conceded to probably some of the best headers in the Premier League, but... Um, they need a bit more aerial strength, I think. Uh, there is a, there's a couple of issues there, I think, and without the likes of uh, Cock in that back line, uh, I think that, yeah, every time you say it, it's just so it, immature, man, isn't I it? Know, yeah, every time, every double entendre. Um, but <laughs> I think it is, it is interesting uh, to see how they just seem to forget how to defend uh, when it comes to set pieces. But mm. yeah, exciting game, I think it's going to be. But interesting, very interesting. It leads me perfectly on to predictions and score predictions. Wouldn't be right if we didn't get you on, didn't get your thoughts ahead of the game. So, okay. Darren, what do you think the score will be on Wednesday evening? Well, invariably, I'm terrible at score predictions. So, um, <laughs> on the uh, LS11 podcast, my score predictions are always stuff of fantasy. So, uh, I will okay. go could, with exactly what I'll say on the podcast tomorrow, which is 12 nil leads. <laughs> <laughs> That's up there with my level of prediction that I think I was going to go for 13, but I might have to rein my neck in if, now. If you're going to uh, get it wrong, then get it wrong big Go time. big. Got to go big. Bigly. Hodgy, it's quite the quite the opposite from you. You're usually quite comfortable on that fence. Uh, what do you think the score is going to be? Well, as usual, I'm going to be sitting on that fence because it literally oh, could Jesus. go either way. Get I think, splinters, man. Like, if, if Leeds, like you say, fire early on, I don't see us seeing a chance. Maybe as we could hold in, I'm I'm going between a two two and a two nil leads, and I think I'm going to go two nil leads. <laughs> oh, you're wow, mad! Hey. Jesus! Wow, go against awful. your own team. That's amazing. I, I always go against now. my team. Don't worry, it's the reverse ah, psychology. Terrible. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wash your mouth I'm out with soap. I'm just realistic, you know what I mean? Brilliant. Yeah, I'm going to be consistent. Darren was kind enough to have me on a, on his show earlier, so I'm going to be consistent and say 2-1 to Newcastle United. As I say, I think there'll be goals. just think we might get one one more than you. A big Joe. <laughs> big Joe's going to pop up with a brace. Uh, that's just about it. But yes, perfect. Looking forward to it. Another, another midweek match. Hopefully the tune can get three on the bounce and then we're absolutely laughing our way at the Champions League. Darren, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thanks very much for joining us. No problem. Uh, Thanks very much for having me. We'll bid you farewell. I wouldn't say good luck because I wouldn't mean it. We'll no doubt speak to you during or after the game. Nice one. Thanks, Darren. Thanks very much. Cheers. See ya. It's the goal of Newcastle. It's the goal of Newcastle. Lo hizo gain. Lo hizo gain. Lo hizo gain. Brilliant. Well, thanks again to Darren from LS11 Podcast for joining us. Thought it was really interesting, as usual. Love talking to other fans about football. Just gets you excited for the game, really, doesn't it? Great. Sorry you couldn't join us. I think technical difficulties did not allow that. But of course, we will need your prediction for the game on Wednesday. So what is your prediction for Leeds United versus Newcastle United? Uh, I think there'll be a few goals and hopefully that well hoping they're going to be shared equally. I don't see us winning. Um, so we're going to go 2-2, hoping a couple of goals. What is up with the lack of ambition on this podcast? <laughs> I swear to God, you what, lot. What did you guys say? I said 2-1 to Newcastle. And then Hodgie said 2-0 to fucking Leeds, man. 2-0 to Leeds. Bad fans. I mean, I can see bad, Bamford bad scoring against us. I'm going for the reverse psychology, man. 
That's what it is. He's hoping he can trick Bielsa into just giving us the win. It's you been working. Bumba clock. <laughs> All right. Um, well, there you go. That's it. Well, we've got a draw, a loss, and a win predicted. So someone's bound to get the points. Maybe that's why Hodgie's going for 2-0. He's just interested in our league more than anything else. <laughs> Great. Well, yeah, thanks again to Darren. We'll move swiftly on to Hodgie's quiz corner. Uh, that's all right, Hodge. Yeah, man. Take it away. Sweet. So, Leeds-based quiz, obviously, because it's Leeds coming up. There's five, five questions for you. Some are tricky, some are easy. Obviously, if you know the answer, you know the answer. At the end of the day, <laughs> isn't it, really? That's how quizzes work. Right. So, question one, then. Which bird gives the club its nickname. So Leeds technically have two nicknames, which is the Whites and this other one, which is named after a bird. Which bird? Ooh. I mean, Gray, how long did you live in Leeds for? About two years. Should be getting all these then, really. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it... <sighs> Gray, do you have any inkling? I'd just be guessing. I don't. I, I've, I've got... Swallows in my head, but I don't think it is. <laughs> no, get your mind out of the gutter. Yeah, I know, right, man. Um, I was gonna say for some reason it's nagging away at the back of my head, but for some reason I think Canary. I know it's Norwich, but that's Norwich. You think? So yeah, are we taking Canary and Swallows? No, but I, there's something like I know they're infamous as being the Canaries, but I'm just gonna talk about it. It's gonna be wrong. So Hodge, you better put us out of misery. It's neither, but it is a colourful bird. It's the peacock. Parrot. Peacock, oh, peacock. peacock, really? Yeah, the peacocks. I was trying to find out why, but I couldn't really get to the bottom of it. So Hodges' histories was um, not going to be included this week. I, <laughs> thought, I, just thought, I just thought, fuck yeah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> the peacocks. Yeah, the peacocks, yeah. Mm, I'm sure we'll get Interesting it. choice for a, a team with a, a famously white, white kid. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, question two. Bielsa was involved in Spygate when he was in the championship, but then Ooh. went on to get the FIFA Fair Play Award. Why? <laughs> oh, I know this. Oh, I know yeah, this. I know this is why I watched the game. Yeah, so we'll both say at the same time, one, two, three. No, it doesn't work that way, does it? It never works that way on a podcast. It's because I can't remember who they were playing. It was Aston Villa, wasn't it? It was Aston Villa, yeah. Oh, great. The the two of us can conquer the world together here, Gray. But basically, was someone injured and Villa scored a goal? Yeah, so yeah, uh, I think one of the Villa players was down injured and they were uh, all the leads, basically, with a lot of the Villa players were just like, kick it out, Tell kick it out. It out. Yeah, I think, yeah. can't remember who it was who, um, who scored. And then Bielsa was just like having none of it. He was yelling at everybody and saying, no, let them score, let them score, let them score. Yeah. And then uh, I think it was Marcus Janssen. I think that's oh, Pontus Janssen tried Pontus to Janssen, score them. Yeah, tried, tried to stop, tried him, to stop him, put a tackle in. <laughs> yeah. And uh, honestly, like, all, I think it was about three Leeds players. I think Calvin Phillips was one of them. We just ran up to him and was like, what are you doing? Uh, but it was honestly the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yep. One thing though, I hope that's the answer. Well, yep, the answer was instructive players <laughs> just concede a goal versus Villas, uh, sacrificing their promotion on values of fair play. Oh, seriously? Was it that much of a... Oh, jeez, I didn't realise there yeah, was that much it was, of a uh, it, was in the, was it, it wasn't in the playoffs, but I think... It was close missed, to the end of the regular yeah, season. They, yeah, I think we missed out on automatic promotion yep. because of it. Yep. Oh, wow. Well, karma's, karma's favoured them in that case then, hasn't it? Yep. Right, go on. Question three. 
Bielsa managed which club before Leeds? And there's also a bit of a bonus point here as well. Bonus point, he has managed two international teams. Who are they? So I need one um, league club that he has uh, managed before Leeds and the two international clubs. It's not a, it's not a UK-based team, by the way. Is it, he's only really managed in South America, hasn't he? Is it the team directly before Leeds that yes, you want, or any any team, team that he's directly managed previously? before Leeds on the continent? Oh wait, no, um, was he in? He's in France, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, Marseille. Yeah, I was going to say Marseille. Nope. Another French team. I'll give you a second. Go. Leon? We love them. Why do we love them? Bought loads of players from them in the past. Oh, is it Lille? Lille. Uh, Le- really? Yep. Managed, I didn't know that. I think, it was doing, I think it was only for a year that he managed Lille. But yeah, but okay. he's managed two international teams as well. Who are they? He managed Argentina, oh. definitely. He definitely did, yep. yeah. Yeah. Is one like a bit more left field, like in the Middle East or something? No, no. You definitely... Well, well, I yeah. be somewhere well, else. well known. Probably Spanish speaking as well in South America. So probably like... Peru, Chile, somewhere like that. What's your answer? Oh, we know one of those two. Uh, I'm going to go Chile because I think. Yes. <laughs> oh, great, man. You're on fucking nice. fire today. Yeah, go on, smash him in here. Apart from Who Dares Wills, you were shit at that. Oh, yeah, shocking. <laughs> Redeem, uh, redeeming yourself a bit now. Uh, right then, question four. Um, Leeds have a tie to the NFL as one team owns 10% of the club. Well, the the owners of the owner... No, sorry. The owners of the NFL team own a stake in Leeds. But which NFL team have 10% ownership of Leeds? Um, I remember the, watching this on uh, the All or Nothing on Amazon Prime about Leeds. And they had... So you should, be, you should be getting it then, really. I should be, but... Hold you, know, man. No one watches your American football shite. I <laughs> do. <laughs> Yeah, true. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to go for the Denver Broncos. Great. Um, I've got the Cowboys in my head, but I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure it's not. So who are you going for? Um, I'm going to go for Miami Dolphins. No, no, it's not. It's neither the Dolphins <laughs> or the Broncos. Nor the Broncos. It's the San Francisco 49ers. They're owned really? 10% by 49ers Enterprises, which is, I think, majority owner of the 49ers. Bloody hell, more like San Francisco cool 69ers. Like, High five. Um, Thank you. Question five, last question. It's because I'm boring everyone now, probably. What year <laughs> was the last time Newcastle United played Leeds in the Prem? Oh, piss Ooh. off with you quick. I've not got a single fucking question right there. It's winding <laughs> me up. It's all my brain. You got Leo um, with the push. Oh, I needed a clue, so didn't I? Hi. Um, I'm going to put it out there and just say 2012. Don't know why. I was, was going to go earlier than that. I was going to say 2008. Well, go on then. That's what I'm saying, 2008. <laughs> <laughs> well... Leeds hadn't been in the Premier League for 16 years, so 2004. Oh. I, 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 thought, I thought it was later than that. 
Yeah, I mean, now you say it's very easy, Hodge. We played them in the championship and in the League Cup between then. Well, there you go. No points for Willie B this week. (laughs) (laughs) So not you. Man, hopefully I bring my my A game in the next recording. But uh, thanks for that, Hodge. Always enriching... Yeah, enriching our footballing knowledge as always. If you have um, listened, though, I still, you I still don't believe the peacocks. I know it's mad, but if you have have listened and you've got a, a decent score, give us a shout out on Twitter at TOTT Podcast or Facebook TOTT Podcast. <laughs> it's all the same. <laughs> or by or email because we've actually not had an email yet. <laughs> if anyone actually wants to send something through, you can do TOT. It was it info at TOTT Podcast co.uk co.uk there you go that's probably why people have an email because we can't even remember the fucking email (laughs) Uh, all the information is in our twitter and on our facebook though so yeah drop us a follow drop us a like um give us a five-star review on all of the podcasting platforms so we're available on spotify itunes uh, acast all the places you'd expect us to be like um but yeah that should just about round it up for this week so let's all hope to God for a good result against Leeds United on Wednesday. The fantasy football, there has been a shift in the top. David McMillan oh, yeah. is no longer top. It is now Liam Clark. <laughs> Liam Clark. Mate What's from, he doing? Mate from Northampton. Uh, I'm mm. 15th. Will, you're 16th. Four points oh, behind me. Yeah, man. Great. You're 29th. <laughs> Sixth bottom. <laughs> Great, man. You're so bad at fantasy football. Sorry, who won the league last year? Uh, Someone's got to be sixth bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've just had a look and it's six o'clock on Amazon Prime. Ooh, Amazon Prime. Nice. I can watch that legally. I was going to say a lot more. Pe- <laughs> what do you mean? A lot more people have Amazon Prime memberships than they do fucking Sky and BT Sports. Uh, so that'll be good. Fingers crossed for a good result for the boys. That's it from us this week. Thanks for your time, lads, and I'll see you in the next one. See you later. Tara. Oh, me lads. <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.